Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we're reading From Yourself and Your House Wonderful by H.A. Gerber. Chapter 9. The Outside of Your House. We have already talked a little about the skin, which covers all the outside and lines all the inside of your little house. We have also noticed that the skin inside is not nearly so thick as the skin outside, and that you can plainly see the blood and flesh through it. You know how delicate the inner skin is, and how careful we should be not to hurt it in any way. You are also aware of the fact that it is always kept moist and soft, and that it is fed and kept in good condition by the blood boats, which supply it with all the food, air, and repairing materials it needs. Now we are going to talk a little about the skin which covers the outside of your little houses. This is very much thicker than the inner skin, and seems quite different in make and in color. If you look at the skin on the back of your hand, you will notice a number of little marks upon it, which look something like pinpricks. These little marks or holes in the skin are called pores. Besides the big pores that you can see thus in different parts of your body, there are ever and ever so many tiny little ones, which you cannot see unless you take a magnifying glass. The pores are the mouths or openings of many, many little tubes, which run right down into your skin. Night and day, out of some of these tubes flows a fine oil, far too fine to be seen, which keeps the skin soft and smooth. We know that oil comes out of these pores, not only because some doctors have seen it with their microscopes, but also because our skin feels and often looks oily. It is often so oily that if you pour clear water upon it, the water will roll off without really wetting it. When we want to wet our skin, therefore, we must first rub the oil off by means of soap and hot water. There are millions and millions of pores in each human body, and while some pour out oil on the skin to keep it soft and smooth, others pour out water and refuse. The water which comes out of the pores generally comes out in such very small drops that you cannot see it. It is like steam and flies off into the air or is soaked up by our clothes. But sometimes the pores send out so much water that it cannot all fly away and forms drops on the skins. Then we say that person is sweating or perspiring. The water which thus comes out on the skin helps to cool the body when it is too hot. So a person who perspires suffers far less from great heat than one whose skin stays dry. The body gets rid of much of its refuse by means of the skin. All the waste that's not cast out by the garbage can and bladder dwarfs, or blown out by the lung bellows, is sent out through the pores of our skin. Each little pore, therefore, has its own share of work to do, and as long as it stays open, it can work well. In fact, the pores work night and day. They work when the master is asleep, just as well as when he is awake. And when they are all in good order, they cast out nearly as much bad air, wastewater, and other refuse as is sent out of the body by other means, although you cannot see it. You have all seen mucilage bottles, have you not? Did you ever notice that little by little, as the sticky mucilage dried around the neck of the bottle, the opening got smaller and smaller? Indeed, some mucilage bottles get all stopped up by the mucilage, which dries and forms a kind of stopper in the neck of the bottle. 
When this happens, you can tip the bottle way over, but no mucilage will come out. Well, our pores are something like mucilage bottles. The water and refuse poured out of them dries around their edges, although you cannot see it without a magnifying glass. If this dry refuse is not washed away so that the top of the tube or the neck of the skin mucilage bottle is kept quite clean and clear, the opening soon gets so stopped up that no oil, no water, and no refuse can come out of it anymore. When this happens, it is very bad indeed for the skin and for the owner of the house. The little tubes go on bringing refuse and water to the top of the skin, which they wish to pour out, but they find the opening closed so tightly that they cannot do so. This makes them very cross, for they all like to do their work as faithfully as they can. Then they try to make the master of the house understand that something is wrong by sending him telegrams which make him feel a little uncomfortable. If this won't do, and the poor openings are not freed, the dirty skin often gets red and sore, or it gets rough and scaly, and the nerve telegrams keep telling the master that all is not right with the skin. The refuse, which cannot pass out through the skin when the openings are stopped up, is then carried back into the body, where the lungs and kidneys have to take care of it, besides looking after their own share of waste. As the body servants are all remarkably obliging and ready to help one another in time of need, the lungs and kidneys, when thus called upon to take care of the skin refuse, too, are very apt to say, Poor skin, it must be sick, or it surely would do its work. We must help it till it gets better. Then the kidneys and lungs work harder still to do their own work, and that of the skin as well. But if the skin does not soon get to work again, the lungs and kidneys get overtired, and by and by they get very cross and began to growl. Why does that lazy skin get to not get to work? We cannot go on forever doing its work as well as our own. Really, Master ought to see to this matter. It is not fair to overwork us in this way. We'll soon be sick, too, if this goes on." A just master, who knows his skin, lung, bowels, and kidneys each have their own work to do, and that if they do not do it nicely, this house cannot be well kept, always tries to keep all these ways of removing waste in good order. As you know, the kidneys are all right when the master eats plain, wholesome food, drinks plenty of pure water, does not catch cold, and keeps cheerful and pleasant. The lungs are all right as long as the master breathes plenty of fresh, nice air, which has been sifted and warmed, and when he gives them plenty of room to swell out as much as they please, and sees that they are kept comfortably warm. To keep the skin healthy, the master of the house must not only eat wholesome food, drink pure water, and breathe fresh air, but he also must keep every inch of it perfectly clean, so all the little pore openings will not be stopped up. To keep your skin perfectly clean and always in good condition, you ought to take a good bath or hard scrubbing with hot water and soap at least once a week, washing every bit of your body thoroughly. If you perspire a great deal, or if you do dirty work, it is often a good plan to put a teaspoon of household ammonia to a basin of water before you begin to wash. Most people know enough to wash their faces and hands every morning, but this is not enough to keep our skin in good health. Faces and hands should be washed as often as needful to keep them nice and clean at all times. But, besides that, everyone should brush his or her teeth at night and morning, wash their private parts carefully with soap and water, and take a sponge bath once a day. 
Some people say they do not have time to do all this. Others declare it would make them ill. Now, all these excuses are sheer nonsense and only show that those who make them do not know how to wash quickly and well. Of course, if it takes them an hour every time they take a bath, I can readily understand that they cannot find the time. I can also understand that it makes them ill, for too much soaking is very bad for the body, while mere washing is good for it. If you have a bathroom with a tub and plenty of hot and cold water, you can soon learn to take a full bath, scrubbing every inch of your person with soap, rinsing yourself off carefully and rubbing yourself dry in about 10 minutes. By taking 15 minutes, you can empty and wash out the tub so that the next person who wants to use it may find it nice and clean. In fact, you should always leave a bathroom as neat as you found it, and you can learn to do this so quickly and easily that it will take very little time and be very little trouble. If you have no bathroom, you can get just as clean, only perhaps not so easily or quickly, by washing your body piecemeal. Of course, for a thorough bath, you need soap, hot water, and plenty of elbow grease, as a good hearty scrubbing is called. If you have done no dirty work at all, and only wish to get rid of the waste which you cannot see, but which has been cast out by your pores, a hard rub with a wet cloth, or sponging your body all over will be enough every day, provided you take a good soap and hot water wash once or twice a week. If you can strip entirely and wring a rough bathing towel out in cold or warm water, you can soon find out the best way to hold it, and go to work so as to rub it hard all over your body in less than a minute. Then with another towel, you can dry yourself and get into a fine glow in another minute, thus taking only two minutes for your whole bath. Another five minutes devoted to your teeth, fingernails, and other parts of your body requiring special attention will enable you to do all your washing in about seven minutes. And if you have short or only moderately long hair to brush and comb, you can get that in good order in five minutes or less. Now, seven minutes for washing, five for your hair, and five to don your clothes will enable you to get all ready in 17 minutes, provided you waste no time, and train your muscle servants in such a way that they will always do their work both quickly and well. Everyone, by rising early enough, can surely afford to spend 17 minutes for a thorough morning toilet. In fact, they will be much better off if they do than by taking 5 or 10 minutes merely to get dressed and washing only their faces and hands, as so many children and even grown people do. But a person who begins the day in that way is beginning it all wrong. The skin, as you can easily notice, feels very different when dirty than when freshly washed. When clean, the pores are all open, so the waste can be poured out freely, and the kidneys and lungs are not made to do extra work. If you keep your skin nice and clean by daily washing, it won't matter a bit if you do play in the mud and get very dirty. That kind of dirt never hurts the body, nor stops up the pores, provided it does not stay on too long. The kind of dirt which does harm is the waste from the body, which ought to be removed from the body every day if you wish to keep it well. Some old-fashioned people fancy that washing is very bad for people, especially if they're young or sickly. But all the doctors will tell you that washing, on the contrary, helps everyone to grow bigger and stronger. Of course, I do not mean soaking when I say washing. Soaking is only good for dirty clothes or for certain kinds of diseases, and children who stay in the water too long are sure to be ill. Sick people need baths just as much or even more than well people. They should be washed very often if you wish them to get well. Although they cannot get into a tub or take a sponge bath themselves, you can give them a thorough cleaning by wetting a small part of their bodies at a time, drying that spot nicely, and keeping all the rest carefully covered up in the meantime.
babies whose skin is so tender ought to have a bath every day if you are careful not to hurt or frighten them and both room and water are warm enough the baby will be sure to enjoy his bath very much indeed all babies should be very carefully dried with a soft towel looking out for all the little creases and then gently rubbed especially over the chest and back if baby's skin looks red and sore in the creases, you should dust it over with a little pure cornstarch or baby powder, or put some Vaseline upon it. But if you are careful to keep your baby dry, to wash and dry him every time you change his diapers, and to use clean diapers only, it is not likely that any powder will be needed to keep his skin healthy. If baby's skin is not kept in first-class condition by frequent baths, his tiny pores, you cannot see them, will be all stopped up. His kidneys and lungs will thus have more than their share of work to do, and they will soon get tired. Neither skin, nor kidneys, nor lungs can be in good health and temper unless each of them gets just the right treatment. And to treat your skin rightly, you must keep it clean. I know some children who, when sent to wash their hands, always wash the insides or palms only and forget the backs of their hands and fingers. A good way to go to work is to put water in a basin and rub some soap on the palms of both hands. Then put down your soap. Clasp one hand tightly around each finger of the other hand in turn and rub that finger hard backward and forward. When you've gotten all the fingers and the thumb of that hand clean in this way, rub the back of that same hand. Then clasp your wrist and screw that back and forth in your hand a few times. A good rub to the arm up to the elbow will make that arm and hand quite clean. Next, soap the clean hand and give the one you first used as a rubber a good hard scrubbing in the same way. Then take your nail or scrubbing brush, wet it, rub soap on it, and scrub your fingernails very hard, holding fingers and thumbs close together against the bristles. A good rinsing and drying after this operation, which you can learn to do very quickly with patience, will leave you with nice clean hands. Then, if you take a wooden toothpick or an orange stick and use it to remove any dirt which may be left from under your fingernails, you will be ready to go to school or to sit down to table with really clean hands. Every man, woman, and child should always be very careful not to eat or touch any kind of food unless his hands are perfectly clean. In the dirt and dust which we get on our hands, there are many little seeds of disease. If we swallow these, they may find a little corner in our bodies where they can grow, and they will soon spread from there and make the whole body very sick. The other day I was watching a house painter. He had been at work, and his hands were dirty and all daubed over with paint. When the noon whistle blew, he dropped his brush and took his dinner pail. As there was to be no water to be had, I wondered how he was going to manage to eat his dinner without it tasting of paint and dirt. So I watched him open his pail and take out a parcel all wrapped up in a nice white napkin. He carefully undid this napkin and folded it around his sandwiches, which he handled in such a neat, deft way that his dirty fingers never once touched his food or came near his mouth except when all covered by the nice clean napkin. You see, that man knew that paint and dirt mixed with his food would make him ill. And besides, although he had to work at a dirty trade, he was a nice, clean fellow. As he could not wash before dinner, he did the next best thing. Still, I am quite sure that man had a good scrubbing when he got home before he sat down to the family supper table. Some of the men who do the dirtiest work are really very clean, far cleaner than any of those who look much neater, but who do not take as good care of their bodies or keep their skin in fine condition by plenty of washing. 
many of the school children can learn a useful lesson from this house painter, as far as their own lunches are concerned. Some mothers have time to prepare the children's lunch nicely, but many boys and girls have to get their own ready or go without any. If you cannot have nice clean napkins or oiled paper, you can save up all the clean tissue and brown paper which comes into the house for future use. Cut this paper into squares of the right size and wrap up each article of food separately so when you open it in school, it will tempt you to eat heartily and will not disgust others. Some of the teachers who are on duty during the noon hour have told me they were often unable to touch their own lunches because they had been so sickened by the sight of the messes which some of the children had. Why not cut up your meat into small pieces? Or mince it fine before you put it between slices of buttered bread. Then wrap your meat sandwiches into a separate piece of paper from your jam sandwiches. Cover your custard cup neatly with paper. Wash your fruit clean and dry it nicely before you wrap it up too. Then pack your lunch in a tidy way in a box or basket so that it will be as nice as when you open it as when you was put in. Of course, in every school, there are wash stands where you can wash your hands before and after meals. If you are neat, you will do so. And use a towel of your own, which you keep in your desk for that purpose. Every person should have his or her own private towel and use no other, whether at home, at school, in the office or shop. It is only safe rule to follow if you wish to run no risks of catching some nasty skin or eye disease. And, as you know, one cannot learn good habits too early. In all my life, I've never heard but one person who injured her health by too much washing. But I have heard of and seen any number of people who neglected their skin and let it get in a shameful condition, which, although they did not know it or would not believe if told, was one of the main reasons why they felt so poorly. Dirty people can not only harm themselves, but they are very offensive to clean people. One dirty man or woman on a streetcar, in a stage, or on a train can poison all the air and make the other passengers very uncomfortable. So if you see, even if we do not respect our own bodies and wish to keep them clean for our own sakes, we ought to be clean for the sake of others. This is a free country, and everyone has the right to live and act as he pleases, provided he does not interfere with the rights of other people. But no one has the right to poison the air others breathe. So you see, no one really has the right to be anything but clean if he wishes to live near other people. In cities, the Board of Health arrests people whose houses are not kept clean, for we now know that dirt breeds disease. Before long, there may even be laws which will make it right to arrest dirty persons and all those who smell bad. Meantime, each child who reads this book can see to it that his own skin is daily washed and thus kept in such good order that never mind what work he may do or how dirty he may get during the day, he will never be really offensive to anyone and can always respect himself. Because our body is always casting out refuse day and night through the pores, the clothes we wear next to the skin should be changed and washed very often. It is always best to have woolen or cotton or woolen underclothes and of rather loose than tight texture and fit. You should take off these garments every night, give them a good shaking so that the dry waste can fly off, and hang them up to air during the night. Then you should put on clean night clothes, which you can take off in the morning, shake in their turn, and hang out of the window to air thoroughly before you put them away for the day. Underclothes and night clothes should be changed and washed at least once a week. The bed sheets, too, should be well shaken and aired every day and changed and washed quite frequently. 
much of our skin waste can be found in our sheets. As you can see for yourself, if you shake your sheet against the light or in a sunbeam, a white cloud of dust will fly off from it. This dust is body or skin refuse. And like all waste, it should be gotten rid of and not kept near the body any longer than needful. As everyone likes to appear as well as possible, I need not say much about your outside clothes. But remember, it is far more important for your health that your underclothes should be clean, dry, well aired, and changed often than the clothes that which everyone can see shall be handsome. Now that clothes are cheap and easy to buy ready-made, there is no excuse for anyone to be dirty, and good underwear can be bought for a few cents. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Visit our website at www.enchantedlibrary.net to see our past books or to connect with us on Facebook. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash enchantedlibrary. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends, happy reading.